0: Hello, Mad Mind Collective, and welcome to another episode of the Hypno Sales Show. My name is Maverick, and I'm going to talk to you today about the biggest communication mistake you're making with your customers right now. You're probably guessing what it is. I, I had to learn this the hard way, as I started to learn hypnosis early on as a teenager, and then throughout my whole life, I began perfecting it doing it all the time and helping people with it, doing demonstrations and realizing that that hypnosis was, you know, a pretty powerful, it's a powerful tool, use it as a powerful tool. But as I got uh, into more into sales, pre-sales and post-sales in customer facing roles, like you probably have, hopefully you're watching this, you have a customer facing role yourself and you're in front of customers and working with them pre and post-sale. You know, uh, I started to find that Uh, sometimes uh, certain meetings and certain uh, processes would work with certain customers and others didn't work and I was always like baffled like why is it I did the same thing I did with this customer as I did with this other customer but it didn't work with them why not well as I started to apply hypnosis and realize uh, how hypnosis uh, gets into our subconscious minds and I use it not just in a clinical uh, aspect Helping someone to stop smoking or something but realizing that you know, I could use it with my customers I started to think about it and and Started to become very apparent that the preferences and the motivations and the expectations and the assumptions that people make All of us make are different from each other. So therefore when I'm communicating to someone I might be using my preferences I might be communicating with them the way I want to be communicated with or the way that I feel comfortable communicating with my customers, prospects, or clients, and then I started to realize that well, maybe not everyone communicates the way I do, and uh, maybe not everyone has the same preferences as I. They model reality different, and then I started to bridge the gap. Like, well, when I'm working with someone in a hypnotic, uh, hypnosis type of a clinical way, I have to understand their motivation. I have to understand how they're modeling reality in order to make the hypnosis work for them, to get it into the subconscious, to get it to you know, uh, improve that thing that they want to improve, or to overcome that fear that they have, or overcome that struggle, whatever they're struggling with, I have to get into the subconscious to plant the suggestion, because that's what they're asking me to do. And I realize with customers, it's the same kind of thing. They want me to communicate. They want me to understand their motivations, and their communication style, and how they prefer to be communicated to, and, and uh, in any number of other preferences. Communication is the biggest one, that's why I'm talking about the biggest mistake from a communication perspective, but you can also, you might also be making the mistake with other preferences as well. As, and I, I can talk about that a little bit today, but I just want to focus mainly on the first part here, which is the answer, which is um, hedging, uh, learning to hedge your communication bet. So if you're not hedging your communication bets, right? if you're not hedging your communication bets, then chances are really high that you're going to misalign and it's going to be incongruent, your communication' is going to be incongruent, and that's a big mistake. So what you want to do is learn to hedge your communication bet. Now, you're probably asking, like, what does that mean? Hedge your bet? Well, to realize that there's more than one way, more than one way to communicate with someone and then to adjust that communication preference to whatever they prefer. So here's a good example. Some customers prefer email communication. They, they don't prefer text, they don't they hate it on the phone. You may like pe- talking to people on the phone. So you're always trying to call them, call them and they never, they never answer. But you're always calling them anyway because you prefer that, but they don't. So that's why they don't answer your call. They may see it come in their phone and like, I'm not answering that. I don't like to talk. But if you were to email them, they might prefer email. And some of you have figured this out that you need to align with that particular communication. Now, what I mean by hedging your bet is in the beginning when you're starting relationship with a customer, client, or prospect, you may not know what the preference is. You may not have, you didn't determine what that is yet. So by hedging your bet means you do all the different communications and see which ones they respond to first. So you send them an email, you leave them a phone call, you slack them or text them on their phone. You do all three. Every time you're communicating, you do all three types, all three channels to see which one they respond to. That's what I mean by hedging the bet. Um, Another way to hedge your bet communication-wise is to understand some people like and prefer direct communication from you. Others prefer and like indirect communication from you. So I have another, uh, you probably already saw my other uh, video on direct, indirect communication model, but that's, that's another one where it's like, you know, they prefer one way or the other and you might prefer the one way. And then you communicate that way to them and that's may not be the way they prefer. So then they're going to stop responding. They're not going to respond. So that's a mistake. You're making a mistake by not communicating in both directly and indirectly At the same time directly and indirectly to see which one they respond to and when they respond to one you have to be aware you have to do it consciously and see which one subconsciously they respond to because they will exhibit it without really knowing that that's what they're doing they'll just exhibit the behavior and you'll be able to see ooh that's coming from their subconscious they're behaving that way now i can i can align with that make that a congruent communication and now you're not making that mistake anymore you're now aligning and you're doing the right thing the other thing too, other part of communication could also be, could also be if you want to consider it for a moment. Some people prefer visual, they have visual preferences, they want to see things. Uh, some people like to hear things or talk. So that's another, you probably got had this another training you've had, potentially. If you're a seasoned customer-facing role person in the field dealing with customers in the pre- and post-sale, you've probably had some kind of training potentially on the visual the audio and the kinesthetic. They call it V-A-K, video, visual, audio, and kinesthetic because kinesthetic begins with a K. So it's VAK, a VAC system. Um, so some people prefer audio, some people prefer visual, some people prefer hands-on. They want to touch and feel it. And they, you can tell by their words when they're emailing you, you can tell by these words, or when they talk to you, you can tell by the words they use if they're visual or audio, or if they lean towards one of those uh, modalities or one of those uh, representation, communication representation models, they'll follow into, fall into one of those categories more than the other two out of those three. And then you can, then, uh, of course, adjust to be more visual, send them more graphics, uh, describe uh, audially, uh, more audio uh, pictures, describe what they're seeing, if they're more audio-oriented, tell them, explain more. Give them more details verbally if that's what they prefer, or try to get them hands-on. Try to see if you can't uh, figure out a way to uh, interact with them uh, and get them some hands-on experience if that's something that they really want, either figuratively or physically, if it's like in real like real life, try to get them to come in, uh, in person. Uh, if it wasn't remote, right? Nowadays we're doing everything remote because of the situation. But uh, potentially you're watching this video w- w- way later on, and it's already past the pan- the COVID nineteen pandemic of twenty twenty, and um, you know you now you can be in person again. So you want to try to figure out what their communication uh, preference is in all these different ways, and then you want to make sure you. You do all of them. So, so, so for the visual, audio, and kinesthetic, what you would say, you might, if you've ever heard anyone ever say to you, like, "That, that sounds good," like as a response, like you t- ask them something, they go, "Yeah, that sounds good." They're audio. If uh, if you ever heard someone say, "That looks good," "That looks great," "I see what you mean," right? You hear that? You know, it's a visual. They're visual. I see what you mean. If you ever see, hear someone say something like, "Oh, I get, I get it now," "I get it now," "I get that," or that uh, that feel that feels about right, yeah. Like you know, that's how they respond. Like yeah, that that feel that feels about right. Or I get it. That means they're kinesthetic. They're used to you know touching and grabbing and kind of you know getting their hand. Uh, let me get my arms around that. You've ever heard that phrase? Let me get my arms around that. Or or let me get my brain around that. Like you know, let me just think about that. Let me get my brain around that. That they're kinesthetic. So now you can respond with all three of those if you don't know. Once you know, you can then start responding visually, audially, or kinesthetically. But if you don't know in the beginning, you say, does this look okay? Does, do you see what I mean? Are you getting this? Like you say all three, right? Are you seeing Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Is it making sense? Are you getting this? Does it sound okay, what I'm saying? Like you just do all three real fast. And they'll pick up on the one that they prefer. They'll pick up on the one. Now some of you have been trained in this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But that's what I mean by hedging your bet. Stop defaulting to your preference to what you want to say start being a little more conscious and thinking about how they might want it and then hedge your bet in all these different ways all these different ways and there's many more I have other videos that talk about other preferences you can watch those get some ideas of how to continue to hedge your bet and how you communicate to them but that's really that's really what you need to stop doing is um, stop not hedging and start hedging right now with your customers to increase the chances that in the probability that they will you'll have great communication, you'll establish a good rapport with them, they'll uh, really like working with you, they'll trust you more and they'll start recommending you and referring you to other people to work with you because your communication matches theirs and they may not even know why subconsciously they don't even know why but they like talking to you they like hearing from you, seeing what you have to show them and what you, you know, feeling and getting a feel for what you have to give them, right? To give them because they're kinesthetic. Anyway, I want to thank you for your time and for watching. I appreciate it. I know attention is really hard to get, but I appreciate you spending the time with me. I, I know this was valuable for you and I know that you're going to share this right now with somebody else. I can just feel it. I just know it. I can see it. I can hear you telling somebody about it right now. My name is Maverick, this has been the Hypnosales Show episode, and I will see you on the next one. For in the meanwhile, it's time for you to scroll on to somebody else.